0: say you are in a hospital and you are bleeding you really want to get to the right place as quickly as possible but let's say that very same thing is happening in a country where you don't speak the language so the wayfinding or the visual cues that get you from point a to point b have to be clear enough that when you're in a panicked state, <laughs> you, you can navigate physical space. But you don't always have to be bleeding. It could be that you're just late for your plane, you know, and trying to make it through an airport to get to your gate. Again, all of those
1: visual cues are really critical for you to get to point A to point B. That's Jody Graf, a graphic designer and teacher at Drexel and from just those 30 seconds, you can already tell how important her job is, regardless of whether you're gravely injured or simply late. For Jodi, her wayfinding experience was extremely simple. In fact, it started all the way back in the fourth grade.
0: In the fourth grade, uh, I had a teacher whose uh, daughter was deaf, and I had always wanted to be an art teacher because I always gravitated toward art uh, as a child. And so after I met her daughter, I thought, I've got it, my my trajectory is I'm going to be an art teacher at a school for the, for the deaf. That was it. I'd found my calling. And then the teacher part stuck. Um, the sign language kind of, I think, went away over time. Uh, but then in high school, I had a course on I think the name of the course was advertising, but essentially it was developing uh, logos and iconography. And I just loved that, that you created this mark or something that communicated something much larger than itself. And I thought, I, I really wanted to keep doing this. And so I started to do some research.
1: Yet her research didn't turn up as much as you might expect today. Graphic design and many of its counterparts weren't terms or fields that were very recognized at the time.
0: Well, graphic design, in quotes, was a really new term. It had it had other names, um, but as a formalized field, it didn't really exist the way it exists now. And so, when I was looking at schools and I wanted to stay on the East Coast, there were really only that I could even find the name. And some of them didn't even call it graphic design, it was communication design. But so found found a bunch of schools, went to go visit them, um, ended up at the one that was my least favorite choice, which I still find hilarious. Uh, And then just loved it.
1: I loved everything about graphic design coming through the program. Despite that beginning struggle, Jodi found her place and her passion in college. And that was good, because the hardest part hadn't even come yet. Jodi had entered the workforce during a recession with a major that was barely known. Still, she ended up working in advertising, publishing, museums, and eventually found her way to teaching through some incredibly risky, yet serendipitous events.
0: So I called one of my professors and said, thinking about leaving New York, um, do you know of any firms, you know, that are looking, uh, we're looking east, you know, northeast coast. Let me know if you hear of anything. Uh, I am happy to go anywhere at this point. And she said, had you ever considered teaching? And I said, yeah, when I was older, um, but not right now. And she said, "Why well, don't think about it. And I said, all right, let me know if you hear of a job. And... Two days later, she called me and said, so have you thought about it? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're very insistent. So I talked to my husband about it, and it's crazy to think about it now, but we made the decision that I would take this one course, one course for one term, with no offer of anything past that, to uproot ourselves, and within three weeks, we moved to Philadelphia.
1: As I said, it was a series of serendipitous events, and it ended up working out better than even she could have imagined.
0: Turns out, not only did I love teaching, uh, that I was actually really good at it. And so the person who hired me asked me to continue teaching, and what started is really part-time, with maybe one or two courses a term uh, turned into full-time, which then turned into tenure-track, uh, which then turned into a tenured professor.
1: Jody's road to today has been complicated, but it's also truly shown her why she loves graphic design. Despite not all the occupations working out, being a graphic designer allowed her to engage and connect with a diverse array of interests and fields like no other job could.
0: Well, I think it, it's the great thing, in my opinion, about graphic design. Like, you can, pretty much every field needs graphic design. It's, we communicate whatever anybody's doing.
1: That engagement in other fields shows in Jody's projects, and even her process, which follows the structure of an industrial designer more so than a graphic one. It really
0: is, I tend to think dimensionally, and I tend to experiment. Uh, dimensionally. I'm not someone who does a huge amount of sketching. Um, I'll do some sketching uh, but I usually do a lot of research around whatever the topic is that I'm working on. So then once I do just a lot of research I just start building and some of it's um, more of like an origami or or um, knockdown construction where I'm just trying to figure out form But then after I get sort of a basic form, I'll just start testing different techniques to see what's going to work and get the closest to either the patterning or the structure or or whatever it is. And so I tend to problem solve by building, Um, which talking to a lot of my peers, I tend to follow a more similar path to product designers or industrial designers than to other graphic designers because a lot of my other graphic design colleagues do solve things more pencil and paper and think things through that way with drawing than actually building things.
1: That variety isn't just showcased through the process or topic, but also medium, especially in the case of exhibition design.
0: Some really fun things in Philadelphia are the banner systems that I design for the exhibitions or um, the bus wraps or trolley, trolley wraps or things like that. It's just, you, you really get to design for pretty much every medium. And so I think that's where the being interested in everything came from.
1: And that being interested in everything truly means everything. The crucial aspect of diversity with graphic design is not just about engaging with your own interests, but finding inspiration in every aspect of the world around you.
0: So one of the first things I tell students is stop looking at graphic design. Not that, you know, that's not important too, but that it can't be your sole thing. You know, you're inspired by everything.
1: But diversity in process, medium, or topic isn't the only thing to remember. According to Jody, being a great graphic designer means using your ears more than anything else.
0: When I have client meetings, for the most part, I spend a lot of time not talking. I just listen. I prefer to have them in person because I think a lot of times you can't read the conversation as well if it's a conference call or even a video call. They're just, there are things that are very different when you're in the same room talking to someone or listening to someone that I think you understand what they're trying to say at a completely different level. Um, I also, I I wouldn't say that I have no ego, because that's not possible. Um, But I think I'm very good at checking my ego and accepting that I've got a lot of good ideas. I have a lot of experience. But that doesn't mean that there isn't someone else in the room or part of the project that doesn't have a better idea, or that can't take one of my ideas and build on it or change it or reshape it or do whatever and whatever that u- outcome be a better thing. And to me, I would say just those two things are
1: absolutely the, the difference. Still, even that isn't enough to make a project successful. There are so many external factors Jody has to deal with from budget to timing and more.
0: Well, budget's always a lovely thing. Um, I do a lot of nonprofit work, so budget's always an issue. Uh, but really, having the money to to either bring in other partners that would elevate the project, or even just to be able to fabricate things in a way that really are the follow the core concept of what you wanted to do. Um, time, there's never enough time. Um, I would say in nine-tenths of the projects that I do. It's just either things get held up somewhere and so by the time it gets to the design side we're rushing uh, to try and meet a deadline. Or um, just the nature of the amount of time that you have. Exhibits open on a certain date, many times they're coordinated with something uh, and those are immovable dates. And so you really don't have any time. It's the date's the date. It's due and it's due. And so you just sometimes have to make um, concessions of you can't do a certain thing because you just don't have enough time.
1: And learning what makes a project successful, from listening to learning how to overcome budget, timing, and material issues, is what makes Jody so good at her job. And that expert knowledge is also why hiring an actual graphic designer can be so crucial for effective presentation. Or, as Jody puts it, would you
0: crowdsource your heart surgery? Would you crowdsource your plumbing? No. You go to people who are trained and who have had a certain amount of practice and expertise in doing that. And that's not to say that there aren't sometimes. Um, fresh ideas or new approaches that come out of things but I think sometimes it's at the cost of a respect and appreciation for people who really do have more expertise in a certain field or in a a certain way of communicating. And this isn't to say that trained practitioners don't make the same mistakes themselves. Um, but I would say it's a lot less common because you're just, you're more sensitized to your own field and what you're putting forward.
1: As Jody's established, graphic design is extremely important, whether it has to do with injuries in a hospital or allergies in the cereal aisle. But after all this, what does make good graphic design? what do experienced graphic designers know that others don't? According to Jody, the best way to summarize good graphic design is great function and form while taking into account the cultural impact, which can mean anything from the product being a historic brand to considering the economy of your materials to prevent environmental deterioration. Still, graphic design is never perfect and a project is never truly finished, no matter how good.
0: Um. But the funny thing is with almost anything uh, you do, and I know that this is not unique to me because I have this conversation with other colleagues all the time, that even though things are due when they're due and, you know, you install them and they're completely done, there are always things that, quite frankly, even 15 minutes later, I'll look at and i think, oh, you know, you know what we could have done? <laughs> or. You know, oh, you know, there was a typo that no one noticed or, you know, that would have been great if we had done X. You know, so projects never really finish. They, you know, they finish because they're due. But you're always assessing things after the fact.
1: That assessment of design and presentation stretches further than her own past work, though. It invades every aspect of her life.
0: I, it didn't occur to me until I was much older and until I read more articles on it that how unique designers are and how they view the world. I never really thought about it. But designers really do look at the world differently. You notice color differently. You notice texture. You notice... You, you just notice things that other people don't notice. I am married to a non-designer. Uh, so that's kind of hilarious in that I'll see things and I'll point them out and he'll look at me and say, yeah, no, I don't see that. <laughs> or I'll have an issue of a shade of white. That's one of my favorite things or a shade of gray or whatever. It's like, no, that actually doesn't go. And his eyes don't see the variation in color to the same extreme that mine pick up, a, a, you know, a difference in color. So it's it's like that kind of a thing. Um, But I think, again, like, I'm assessing things differently. Like, when I go to a museum and I go to an exhibit, it's not a relaxing experience. Sometimes it can be. More often than not, it's not. Because I'm evaluating everything. I'm evaluating the type that they used on the labels, and what material were the labels done on them, where were they hung, and, you know, what is is the proximity to the artwork, or um, what wall color did they use, or uh, how is the traffic pattern, how is the flow working through the space. So I'm assessing the exhibition design while I'm actually looking at the exhibit. And so I don't think most people experience exhibits that way. I think most people just, you know, they get to go to an exhibit and either they like it or don't like it or, you know, they're interested in the topic or not interested in the topic. But I don't think they're assessing it like an exhibit designer assesses it. So I like to think of it both as a blessing and a curse that I get to notice things that most people don't notice. Um but at the same time, I'm completely unable to not notice it. <laughs> Which sometimes can really get in the way.
1: In fact, working in other fields can cause Jody to study those fields with as fine detail as she would design projects. Meaning, sometimes even her movie-going experience is disrupted.
0: Once I started working more with colleagues who were in animation, I couldn't go see films without seeing bad animation, like without seeing all of the mistakes. You know, like my children wanted to see Jumanji, the original Jumanji a second time. I was like, no, I can't watch it again. (laughs) It's so glaring, like the really, although at the time it was really advanced, you know, skill, but you just, it's like painful to watch things now because we've, moves so far beyond it, and for me, it gets in the way of the storytelling. You know, like, bad technology always gets in the way of, of storytelling because you're, you're attentive to whatever that thing is.
1: Still, it's not all bad. In fact, seeing the world as a designer has allowed Jodi to truly experience what's around her in a totally unique way. So if you get a chance, take a second and just pause. Listen and look. Observe everything. You can still watch Jumanji as many times as you like, but try, even just for a second, to look at the world as a designer and take pleasure in the beauty of every tiny detail.